Welcome to episode 58 of the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and I'm your show host. Today, I'm digging into the nitty gritty about why you are not gaining strength in the gym. Remember, if you're a returning listener, please give the show a five-star rating and turn on the podcast post notifications so you don't miss an episode on whatever podcast service you use. Now, my top five reasons why you aren't gaining strength. Firstly, not eating enough. Food helps muscles grow. You probably want to be eating in a 10 to 20% calorie surplus, which actually isn't a huge amount, I realize, but it helps to minimize fat gain. No one wants to gain fat. We all want to gain healthy amounts of weight. And if that can be lean muscle mass, then why not? So, I already hear that little voice in your head saying, but I don't want to eat more. I don't want to get fat. And this is literally where I'm going with this. I need you to look at what you're currently doing with your food. And if you're already feeling uncomfortable in your skin, trying something new like eating towards maintenance calories and weight training would be the biggest improvement you could make to total body fat and lean muscle mass. Um, So don't listen to that devil on your shoulder. Listen to the voice of reason, which is me, and add 10% more protein and get into the gym and start applying a few more of the tips I discuss. Also, I want to add to gain strength, we really don't want to dirty bulk or just eat everything. Again, let's minimize fat gain and gaining strength means eating adequate amount of protein to help with protein synthesis and carbohydrates to fuel those muscle cells to push harder. Okay, fats help predominantly with hormones. Okay, and we really need to have protein, fats and carbs to complement the whole process of lean muscle mass. You can't really have one and just like eat all the protein in the world and just disregard carbohydrates because that's going to help fuel better and bigger, stronger, more technically um, sound lifts without those energy systems from few. So without the food, they're not going to help the energy systems we need for short bursts of strength or, you know, in a hypertrophy sense to keep pushing out 12, 15, 20 reps, 30 reps in some cases where it becomes a little more endurance um, to grow the muscle. Point number two, not training in the bracket of one to six rep ranges. Now, one to six rep range is the strength rep range. How much weight can you lift for one to six reps? Strength is not 12 to 15 reps. This is not what we would call strength. This is more like conditioning and like I just said previously, along the lines of hypertrophy bodybuilding. I feel like the word word strength is thrown around a bit too often. I want to be strong, followed by I want to be able to run is not strength. This is cardiovascular fitness. Strength would not be feeling wobbly, walking up a flight of stairs, being able to carry your two kids in your arms or all your shopping in one go from your car to your kitchen bench. Um, or perhaps even assist your partner in lifting, you know, something heavy in the house, like a couch, or, you know, moving it at, at one stage. You want to hit one to six reps over many weeks and work to a heavy top single. A program is really ideal here, so you can have less self-reporting bias, you know, involved, which basically means you may think you're working towards strength, but it's not, and you get in your head and then you try to do more sets or more reps, and then you end up hurting yourself. And this is where ego lifting becomes involved. So I would suggest to get a program, follow the program for weeks. You will need to at least six to eight weeks to really develop your strength from that program. So don't just give it a week, you know, don't give up after a week and you're not seeing changes. You really need to give it a lot of time. So be patient. The longer time frame you give, um, the better the result usually with strength. And don't forget about technique. 
We can't really forget about technique here because this is where we can really propel your strength gains. Um, let me explain this a little bit more in detail. So let's say you're struggling to hit a hundred kilo squat. You probably need to hit some pause squats, work on the position, perhaps drive knees forward instead of shifting hips back all the time. In a deadlift, the sticking point is from the bottom. So perhaps we include some slow eccentrics from floor up. This wouldn't be a bad idea. Or maybe some rack pulls. Technique is going to help drive better PBs. You know, typically in a 1RM, a one rep max, we will lose some form. There will be some breakdown of your movement, but this doesn't make it bad. It just highlights the weak spots so we can continue to work on them. Coaching really helps this because sometimes you don't know what you're even looking at. And when you're trying to figure out all these things at yourself, it actually makes it really confusing and complicated. And then you overthink it, you get in your head and then you stop. And this is where stagnation occurs and motivation, occur, like lack of motivation occurs. You're not, you're no longer driven to get to your goal anymore because you're like, oh, I give up. I tried. This is why having a coach can really push that accountability aspect. You get someone who's objective. Um, you know, they're not in your head. They're not overthinking it. They can see what's going wrong and you get an answer straight away. So, you know, you really want to be training in that one to six rep range. Just to summarize this point, you do want to be following a program for six to eight weeks. Now, if you write your own programs, I know there are a lot of people out there who do write their own programs. Fabulous. Well done. Keep doing your program, but keep doing your program where you're doing six to eight weeks of it and you're trying to, which is probably my point somewhere about progressive overload. Um, I think actually this probably should include it. Why? I haven't got a point on progressive overload. Well, you know, I'm just going to bonus it now. This is where progressive overload comes into play because when you're able to go from week one, and you you know start let's say you're doing a chest press and a dumbbell chest press and you start at five kilos now in week two maybe you do six kilos week three maybe you you're like you know what i've been getting six reps really easy out of the six kilos i want to try and get four reps this week from seven or eight and you do seven or eight kilos in that week and you've progressively overloaded it now this is a really not a typical program, how I would typically run a one to six strength block. However, what I'm trying to say is with strength, you do need to have some overload. You do need to have something that's changing, whether it's the weight or the sets or the reps. Let's just keep it easy so you can understand this easier. If you're able to increase your weight over the weeks for the same amount of reps, so you're getting six reps each time, week one, week two, week three, week four, and you're increasing that weight by one to two, maybe three kilos in some chances, then you are progressively overloading that movement and therefore you are becoming stronger at that exercise. You can liken this to any other movement, squats, push-ups, deadlifts, hip thrusts, etc. Okay, now let's move on. Point number three training too much or not resting adequately. Now, I do suggest one to three days of rest is actually optimal. If you're not recovering, you're not repairing muscle fibers. Now, when we train, we actually are tearing these muscle fibers apart and resting helps this process of um, growing growing muscle and the recovery. More is not better. Rest days are really underrated and underutilized. You can go for a small walk, a light swim or a bike ride, but ensure that you actually are resting. Please don't use your rest days to go run or hike up a high mountain. You know, sure, you may have that leisure activity that you do with your partner or your friends. Please go enjoy life. Like definitely don't hold back. But if you're if you're working on a program and you're wanting to gain 
you know, strength. And let's let's maybe specialize this a little bit more. Say you're, you know, competing, you probably don't want to be go doing a hike on the weekend because you need that um, recovery for your big lifts. If you're not competing, you're just a general pop client, you're just looking for some, you know, great returns on lean muscle mass um, with some strength capacity growing and that progressive overload from that five to six to seven kilos. Sure, go do your hike, go do the bike ride, go, you know, go do something that's a little different. But when you are competing and you are looking to gain a lot of strength, um, you do want to back off on doing too much variation of things that are intense or not in your usual day-to-day or or week-to-week because they can throw off that recovery process. You know, and if you're training six days a week, I assume you think that this is going to help create a better result or a better physique. Um, When we're talking about bodybuilding, sure, um, towards the back end of a prep, this becomes a little bit more necessary just for energy output equation. But when it comes to strength, more is definitely not better especially when you become to the more advanced and intermediate uh, client or training age, um, this becomes far more um, important. Now, my other point was point four, not getting enough sleep. Now, I usually recommend seven to nine hours, and this probably actually kind of flows into point three about training too much and not resting adequately, but not getting enough sleep. I highly recommend seven to nine hours per night. I would highly recommend listening to Matthew Walker on the Joe Rogan podcast. You can listen to that on YouTube or Spotify. I seriously refer a lot of my clients out to listen to that episode. It is three hours, but it's super fun and it's insightful from what Matthew Walker does talk about. Um, he's a PH, He's got a PhD. He's got his own book. Um, it's incredible. And he makes it really easy to understand why sleep is so pivotal to our evolution and also how we function as humans you know he says something along the lines in that episode that sleeping from an evolutionary perspective doesn't actually make sense because we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves back you know when we're looking at tribal um tribes let's just say that tribes tribal days um (laughs) we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves from danger sleeping requires letting go being vulnerable you're exposed to the elements and other neighboring tribes and animals um so there's so much more to this but it does make sense you know if you can't like why would sleep be so important to us and why is sleep so important to us well there's a reason why evolution has kept it in even though it was probably a very dangerous aspect of being human in the days where we didn't have four walls and a security system and cctv right um there's so much more to this i would highly recommend to listen to that episode um so when i have clients who are seeking a certain result the top three problems we find are stress lack of nutrition and limited movement currently but you know, sleeping helps regulate so many of these aspects. When you're unable to self-regulate your mood, it's usually related to sleep, especially if you run quite anxious. Um, this also relates back to snacking. You know, when you are unable to get that seven to nine hours of fast asleepness, I don't even know if that's a word, um, you become a snack monster you know if you have dysregulated sleep patterns you wake up often you eat probably more because you know your your leptin and your ghrelin which i do talk about this in one of my hunger episodes which was really popular i will pull it up it was episode 32 on the female health show it was it's still one of the top five podcasts on my show what being hungry actually means how food affects mood calorie deficits and binge eating i'd highly recommend to listen to that episode if you find 
that you are snacking or you feel like your moods are dysregulated and you have realized that sleep does play a role in it, please go listen to it. But yeah, when you don't sleep enough, your leptin and ghrelin, which is your satiety and hunger hormones, are dysregulated. So you become more snacky. And what we know from science is that snacking actually contributes to a lot of chronic health issues like heart attack and cancer. And obviously people say everything's related to cancer, the air you breathe, the water you drink, you know, the things we put on our skin, everything's related to it. But if you can actually sleep better and actually control that factor a little bit more in your life. The one thing that you really can do is get that seven to nine hour sleep, switch off your phone, create a nighttime routine. Then why wouldn't you try? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? And if that's going to help link into performance gains, then I really think it's non-negotiable. So if you know, and like I've just said, if you want to see returns in your strength, you must be sleeping in those seven to nine hour brackets, mostly unbroken. If you wake and fall back asleep quickly, that is actually okay. But you don't want to be having unbroken sleep where you're awake for hours or, you know, waking up to go toilet and then not falling back asleep. You know, let's implement some strategies that that does where that doesn't happen. Um, And there's some really good ones. If you need any advice on that, please feel free to message me on the female health show directly and i'm happy to um, put that out as a little um, tip for yourself or um, share it on the actual like as a post on the stories always love sharing new stuff so let me know if that's something you're interested in um there actually was a stage last year just a little personal story about this where i was waking up every two to three hours and it was freaking horrendous um i had to implement um inositol to help with the precursor of GABA and GABA actually is a precursor to progesterone, which is your calming um, hormone in our bodies for females and also males. But for us, it's a little bit higher because we do have a menstrual cycle that helps um, release the egg when it is not fertile. Long story short, when this was happening, I had to implement some supplements and I also had to implement a better nighttime routine. Um, And if this is you, it can be fixed. I no longer wake up like that. I actually no longer wake up to pee. Um, it is something that you can fix and can self-regulate. Um, it is really important that you do that. You aren't broken. Um, you are quite, this is quite a common thing. People do not have great sleep. And if you are a shift worker, this is something of importance. We do know the World Health Organization does list shift work as a carcinogenic, so cancer causing. Again, everything causes cancer. Um, if you are a shift worker, I'd highly recommend to make sure your room is black as possible. Get some you know, eye coverage. Um, sl- try sleep as much as you can through. Um, it is really important that you do get some restfulness. Um, it is quite stressful in the system. Anyway, moving on from sleep, I really felt like I talked a lot about that one. Um, Training age. I really didn't have a lot to say on this one, but I think it's quite obvious. Um, Your training age is going to dictate your strength capacity. So when you're a newbie in in the beginning, starting at the gym, you have a lot of chance to kind of grow that muscle. When it comes to strength, you're going to have to take your time. So it's it's funny because when you become new in the gym um, you're possibly unstable especially if you're untrained unstable uh, immobile there's a lot of issues in relation to connection of mind to muscle and this is why strength is probably going to take longer 
because you need to nail the basics like stability, some better mobility, a lot better mobility in most cases, and slowly getting back into the gym or getting into the gym to create some muscle. Now, when you create muscle, you're going to have a much better foundation in order to grow strength. So training age, quite obvious when you're new, don't expect too much. Don't expect to be lifting 100 kilos. Um, This is probably unrealistic and also you're probably going to hurt yourself. Um, Start slow. If you're intermediate and you've been training in the gym for a while, you've been following an online program, you know, I see a lot of women these days in the gym following some form of online program and I freaking love it. Um, Definitely push yourself. I think these women who come to the gym quite regularly who aren't seeing returns on their gains, you need to push yourself a bit harder. Those one to six reps shouldn't feel easy. Um, You should be pushing yourself at that 8.5 to 9 out of 10 in a one to six strength phase. As a competitor or someone who is advanced in lifting, strength is going to take a lot longer. Now, your training age is really going to dictate this. So one of my clients, shout out to Christy. She has been training with me for two and a half. It's going to be coming up to three years. Now, when we started, her ability to move was essentially good. It was good movement. But what we've done in the last year is really push her mobility And we've really pushed her strength because she's had a great base, a great foundation of muscle and her muscle mass compared to when she started to where she is now is 10 times greater. Now, if you look at one of my newer clients, she's been training with me for about two years, um, even though that's not really new. um, When we started, her strength capacity was quite little. Um, She had done in the past kind of like wads, metcons, some CrossFit stuff, um, but not a whole lot of like, let's focus on that one to six rep ranges. Her strength capacity is in that intermediate range where she's still learning how to connect the movement together. Um, and, you know, really, she's, she is pushing herself. And this is where that intermediate level of training, having a program and sticking to it is really important. One of my other clients, so new, so, so new to the gym. She was with me for two years. When we started, her strength capacity, she couldn't lift the barbell on a bench press. This was really hard for her. She couldn't do a lap pull down for 40 pounds after 12 to 15 reps without getting fatigued. So, or losing that mind to muscle connection, the lats. Now, this is where I'm telling you guys that it's really important that you give yourself time. After a year, she was actually able to bench press 30 kilos. And at that year mark, we were actually able to add in chin-ups and she was able to smash out one to two chin-ups body weighted, which is really exciting. Um, For us females, we really want to be able to chin up. I love the fact that we want to be able to pull ourselves up on something with strength and go, I can do this, but it does take time. You can't expect yourself to do things, do things very fast, especially when you're new. So what I've given you is kind of a spectrum where people come to um, LTL Melbourne, which is my new branded business, um, Ladies at Lift. Um, You can follow us at LTL underscore Melbourne on Instagram. Um, Ladies that come to us have very different starting points. And it's really important that you don't put pressure on yourself. You don't have expectations. You have to have goals. It's really important that you have smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-framed goals. Um, But it's not the be-all and end-all if you don't make 
those things happen as quick as you want or quick as you think because you need to have the perspective of a coach or you need to have that professional advice that can help you there with your training. I can't wait to get your feedback on this one. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate everyone who listens to the Female Health Show. If you have any questions, as I always say, please leave me a DM. Please comment on a post. Let me know that you have some questions about whatever it is. If you're loving the new music, if you're loving the new format, if you're loving the weekly uploads, again, let me know. Leave a review, leave a rating. I love it. I really appreciate your support. Um, it's oh, and a and a really cool thing that this is actually two years two-year anniversary of my podcast I just realized the other day and it's exciting that I've had this podcast for two years I feel like I was pretty inactive from January until now so I kind of feel like it's not true two years but it definitely is two years um, and I appreciate you still being here appreciate you listening to me so thank you so much thank you thank you thank you um, I can't wait to keep growing this podcast and just having awesome guests on and and sharing what I love and what I think is going to be impactful in the women's health space. So thank you again and stay fit, fierce and focused ladies.